Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up, Peter. How are yeah. you? Start of this lovely week. Good, man. Uh, lots of new things to look forward to in this month. So, yeah, quite kicked about it. You're unlocking, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- unlock 1.0, as we're calling it here in India. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh-huh. But uh, we aren't talking about an Indian band today on Hansap. We are actually going proper full American, and that's because we've got BPMD on the show with their latest album, American Made. BPMD is actually an acronym. It stands for Bobby, Portnoy, Mengi, and Demel. Obviously, those surnames you should be able to recognize. Yeah, man. <laughs> and and it's quite an uh, unlikely match of sorts, if I may say. Yes, all it took was an idea from the eight-year-old son of Metal Legion songwriter and producer Mark Mengi. And boom, BPMD, the band, was born to life. What's more interesting, though, here is uh, that on American Made, all that these guys are doing is playing a bunch of covers by bands from America that all of them look up to. Yeah, it's it's quite cool. I mean, like for some of the artists I'd never heard of before. So it's kind of cool just to discover through covers. And I think that's kind of what happened with us here in India, right? With a lot of metal artists. Yeah. Although uh, I think instead of discovering new bands, all of us just discovered the deep cuts for Megadeth, Metallica, Maiden and Slayer. <laughs> That's also don't forget the grunge era of I don't know how many bands covered Nirvana, uh, Pearl Alice Jam, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, that entire thing. But hey, don't get us wrong. We previously have featured uh, Hell's Bells on the show, uh, who are an ACDC tribute band. BPMD is not a tribute band, but hey, this album that they're releasing contains uh, some juicy covers. So we got a chance to talk to two of their members, the B and the M, leaving the P and D aside. <laughs> That's Bobby Blitz and right. Mark Mengi. Weird-ass alliterations everywhere. Let's get into <laughs> that interview. Here it goes. Hi, Bobby, Mark. Welcome to Horns Up. How are you doing today? Hey, this is Bobby Blitz here from BPMD and Overkill. Doing really well. Glad that you guys took the time to talk about the new record. Hello, hello. I'm Mark Mengi. And uh, yeah, man, thank you. We appreciate it. Just to kick things off, Mark, this one is for you. Um, the idea for the project I read was inspired by your eight-year-old son. So from there, how did you get the rest of the members on board? Well, yeah, like it said, you know, my son kind of set the light bulb off into my head. Um, and as I was listening to that particular song, which was a Saturday Night Special by Leonard Skinner, you know, I started hearing these things in my head. And I just, I was, as that was going on, I was texting with Blitz. And, uh, and I just told him, hey, man, I got to call you. I got an idea. And uh, I called Bobby and I pitched him the idea. I was like, hey, man, what do you think about doing something like this? And he was immediately in, and then literally from a, a five-minute conversation, it uh, it spawned BPMD and getting Mike and Phil. Awesome, awesome. So, Bobby, this one's for you then. What was your first reaction when the idea for BPMD was presented to you? And really, why did you choose to do this? You know, uh, 
Mark and I have a, have a good rapport, and and after the, the idea was spawned in his backyard, the um, he called me, and he was having a few beers. I think I was having a few beers here, working on a motorcycle or something, and it took me all of about thirty seconds to start throwing songs in there. I'm like, I want to do a mountain song. I want to do a cactus song. <laughs> so it was for me. It was about the excitement. Uh, I had some downtime. Uh, I liked the idea that we were discussing it. Uh, with parameters, meaning that the songs would have to be, uh, you know, have origin in the 70s or the release in the 70s. I like the idea that each member would pick two uh, songs and we would vote on two more. So it almost felt like a fun game. And I like the fact that he instantly suggested uh, Phil and Mike as the other two members were, because by being in Metal Allegiance or being a guest singer in Metal Allegiance, I have a chemistry with all these guys. So I knew to some degree, what to expect, um, of course, as far as their talents. Uh, but the excitement was, how was this going to develop by uh, transporting ourselves from 2019 back to the 1970s? So it just seemed like a, an absolutely exciting project for me. You know, um, there's always been a market as such for nostalgia. And it's one that seems to be increasing in these really weird days because people are looking around for comfort of sorts from things and experiences they can relive. Um, did nostalgia play any part in forming and bringing BPMD to life? I, I would say, yeah, de definitely. Um, you know, we all love this music or the 70s music. I, I know um, I, at least my thought process behind this was, you know, just to have fun. You know, for, let's, can we get four dudes in a room just to have fun to, to cover some of this music? And uh, nostalgia definitely plays a big role, I think, in this, um, for sure. Hey, listen, man, I grew up in the 70s. So for me, uh, this was a no-brainer. I, I knew a bunch of these songs. I, listen, I'm the oldest and I'm the wisest guy in this band. <laughs> but this, was, this was the era I grew up in. So, so the, majority, uh, the majority of these tunes I was familiar with. There was only a couple I wasn't. And so, so for me, it was an absolute journey back to my youth. Uh, it wasn't, oh, I have to learn this. I knew this vibe. This was the vibe I was first introduced to uh, with regard to rock and roll. I know you touched upon this slightly earlier, but, you know, American Made features cover songs of well-known acts like Aerosmith, ZZ Top, and even blue standards from bands like Mountain. So how did you go about deciding which songs to cover? And did everyone have their own picks? Yeah, well, we each, you know, we, we set guidelines before we even... Um, got even serious with this. It was we we each get to pick two songs. Uh, you can't argue each other's picks. So if Bobby picked two songs and I didn't like them, well, it's tough shit to me. I I had to do them. Um, so we went like that. So we each had two picks, and we each get the cover of the songs we wanted to cover from that era. Um, also, it had to be released in the seventies. So if it was released on December thirty first, nineteen sixty nine, couldn't do it. And it had to be an all-American um, band. You know, Bobby, you know, like Bobby suggested an early Fleetwood Mac song that he really wanted to do. But at that point in time, they were an English band from England. You know, so we really set parameters on us to, to more so to challenge ourselves as musicians. Because at the end of the day, we're expected to do Sabbath and Purple and, and Priest and Scorpions and things like that. Now, that's what we obviously love, too. But it was really on how can we challenge ourselves and celebrate the great music that came out in the 70s from America. You can't deny 
bands like Aerosmith, ZZ Top, Mountain, uh, Van Halen, Boys to Cult, etc. And we also forgot, not, we didn't forget, we, we, there's a lot of bands that came out during that time, and you have 10 tracks, it's so hard to, to really narrow it down. So by picking the two each, um, we got to do we, you know, how we wanted to perceive those songs. Were there any tracks that you recorded that did not make the album? No, we, the, the idea of this was to have the rules set before we went in and recorded. So again, two songs ah, per, right. per man. I mean, this was part of the fun of this was that there was, you know, there was kind of rules to this game. And I, I said, wow, this is great because it's going to put, for instance, me in a situation where there might be some songs that I'm not that familiar with. And two of them were uh, the songs that Phil picked, uh, Tattoo Vampire and DOA by Van Halen. So it was a Blue Oyster Cult and Van Halen tune. Now, I was aware of both tunes, but I'd never presented them or I never, uh, you know, they, they weren't something I would sing in the shower, for instance. So the, the idea was I had to kind of put my head into uh, Phil's headspace for what he was, how he was thinking to present this song and, like, and, and learn uh, 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 how to adapt my presentation to, let's say, David Lee Roth. Um, so that was, a, that was the challenge for me, was, um, was the songs that I was, was not familiar with. So which ones here, and this, is go this goes out to both of you, which ones on this album were your individual picks? And how did you all kind of react to each other's picks? And really, were there any same picks that happened by, by any chance? My two picks were uh, Evil uh, by Cactus, uh, which, believe it or not, was the one that broke the rules because it was originally written in the 1950s, uh, but released by Cactus in the 70s. Uh, this was, uh, in my opinion, a bridge to heavy metal. Um, it, it took the old blues and, and turned it on its head, uh, kept the integrity of it as being reimagined by Cactus, and then again reimagined by BPMD in 2019 when we recorded it. My other pick was uh, Mountain, Never In My Life. Uh, I had owned the record as a kid uh, called Climbing. Um, it had the radio hit Mississippi Queen on it, but I loved it for its deeper cuts. And I remember, uh, geez, probably five, six years back, uh, I was talking to Dee Dee Verney from Overkill, and he said, hey, why don't we cover this Mountain song, Never In My Life? And it never came to fruition. We never did it in any of the Overkill sessions. So when Mark had presented this idea to me, I think I was spitting uh, out Never In My Life by Mountain before he even finished the sentence. So they, they were my two picks because, and primarily because I think that my voice is cut for both of them. Okay, Mark, what about you? Yeah, my, my two picks were um, Saturday Night Special by Skinnerd. Uh, that was the catalyst that really started this thing. So I felt uh, obligated <laughs> to do that song. And my other pick was Beer Drinkers and Hellraisers uh, by ZZ Top. And, um, again, I went into both of these songs thinking, how could we make, uh, just a good representation of what we do out of these songs? Um, and how would we play these, how, you know, more so how, what kind of arrangement could we give it? How could we make it different, but yet keep that groove and keep that integrity intact? Um, which, which is also a fun challenge and, you know, bands like Skinnerd and ZZ Top. They're from the southern states here. Um, definitely that southern swing groove thing, which I'm very much into. And it was more so how could we pay homage um, to these songs? And not only my two picks, but all the picks on, uh, on the entire record. Okay. 
So here's a here's a weird question. BPMD is four guys, but there are ten tracks. So are there two tracks that all of you guys picked together or something? There was yes, there was uh, American Band was a no brainer. That was not picked by any of us, uh, but it was a no brainer for the project because of it calling it American Made, uh, the song by Grand Funk Railroad. Uh, and the other one was, uh, it was thrown around the room. It was, we tried to do it democratically for the last two. So the eight original picks, two by each of us, and then really kind of voting on the other two. And I think um, the last one was Walk Away by the James Gang. And this was uh, Mike Portnoy's idea. And I always liked Joe Walsh's approach to things. I always thought that he had just a, a unique sensibility about uh, melody and how it fit together with uh, vocals with the guitar. So I was 100% behind that that pick also. So, you know, at this point, we'd like to play a track from American Made. Which one should we play and why? Uh, Evil. I think that captures the four of us on what we could deliver um, on each of our respective instruments. I think it brings out the best of us. Um, Phil's guitar solos are smoking. Portnoy is all over the place. Blitz's, I mean, Blitz's vocal performance on that track is great. I just think it really highlights all four of us um, on what we do and how we do it while keeping the song and keeping the integrity of the song intact.
what is your take on bands playing covers note for note? And I primarily also ask this because you guys didn't try and you know cover the track. You guys put your own heavy metal spin on it. Well, I think that that's. I think that you still have to make it your own. Um, you know, you have to own the track if you want to present the track. And this is about presentation. Uh, you know, you have four guys that present things a little bit differently. Um, there's, of course, similarity with us. You know, we're all kind of metal guys underneath the skin. I mean, even Mike, as progressive as he can be, is for sure, you know, a closet thrash and metal guy. Uh, so I think that that was going to come out naturally. But the key was not note for note. The key was keeping the integrity of the song to be able to say that this is reminiscent of that era with an updated feel to it. So again, I still think the key word here uh, or words is integrity and reimagination. I, I agree. Um, you know, I could have easily went in there um, and I'll use DOA as an example. You know, I've never learned a Van Halen song in my life on bass. And I, you know, I said to myself, how am I going to play this? What, you know, if this was my song, how would I do this? So I kind of approached it, you know, keeping the Michael Anthony bass lines intact, but adding my spin to it. Um, and that goes th for the rest of the songs. It was keeping what the original bassists did, but yet adding my spin on how I would play it. Now, if I were to play it note for note, then, you know, there's really no challenge in that and there's no fun in that. I wanted to kind of reimagine the bass lines um, with my approach uh, towards it. So it was definitely... It was definitely integrity. You know, I agree with Bobby. Reimagination and integrity, one hundred percent. You know, I'd like to add something too because when we when we did this, we recorded the drum tracks uh, in, in one day, so they were done almost as if it was the nineteen seventies. Now, having those drum tracks that were done in one day, reimagined, and then adding bass and guitar to it, I could see that what Mark's input uh, on this record was going to be. And believe me, I don't like kissing his ass. But I, I thought that he is the one that uh, linked it all together because it wasn't, he didn't follow Phil. He, he blazed his own path in it with a walking baseline, much like you would hear, you know, back in that era. So it took that integrity level to, to uh, or that integrity um, uh, principle to a higher level. Uh, so it gave us something that was an opportunity to say, here it is in the modern day but still with the thinking of uh, the 1970s. You know, the other big, big talking point that always comes up when you're talking cover bands as such seems to be this very weird prejudice against them that since the artists and musicians aren't playing original music, they aren't on the same level as the ones that do. How do you guys react to that kind of a statement? Well, obviously those people can't have any fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole fucking thing is for fun. I mean, if you get if you're gonna overthink it and take it seriously, uh, you know, obviously we recorded seriously. We want fucking something to be proud of. But I think the other part of it is that it remind reminded the four of us why we originally got into music, and that was because of the excitement. You know, nobody sets out. I mean, there's no fucking twelve or fifteen year old who whose the first song he plays is his own, and that song becomes big. Maybe a few virtuosos in the world over. The, the history of the world but the idea is that when a rock and roll guy picks up a guitar a microphone some drumsticks a bass they're learning something that they loved and that's what 
inspired them to go beyond that. So, you know, criticisms, criticisms are for people who can't smile. That's the way I look at it. You know, I agree. Where I live um, in New York, I am surrounded by cover bands and tribute bands. And I respect that. You know, these people, it's what they want to do. That's their, you know, they want to have fun playing their instruments. They want to cover or pay tribute to a band that they love, um, which is great. You know, me, on the other hand, you know, this is a cover record and it's supposed to be fun. However, on the flip side of things, you know, I, I know for myself, I need that creative element. I love writing, uh, love writing music and producing and writing lyrics, et cetera, et cetera. Hence, you know, Metal Allegiance. Um, but again, people, you know, people's perspectives on it is, you know, you either want to go down the path of writing or you want to go down the path of, of covering a certain artist or, or, or bands. In, in our case, I think we do both. Because <laughs> at the very end of the day, this record is simply four guys in a room having fun, drinking a few beers, and, and jamming on some of our favorite songs. That, I mean, that's all this is. So, so here's a fun question then from our end. Uh, for the both of you, and it's one that needs to be answered as candidly as possible. If you guys could cover only one band ever, which one would it be and why? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> one band ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. You know, when just for over the years, the band I have the most fun doing any covers with, uh, and it's not on this record, uh, would probably be Motorhead. Uh, to me, because it just kind of says it all. I mean, I've I've had the opportunity to tour with them twice through my career and multiple festivals, etc. But I love the fact that when Lemmy used to come out on stage, he would say, "Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're Motorhead, and we play rock and roll." That was all that was necessary. <laughs> Everything to follow was fantastic. So my pick is Motorhead. I first thought one one band. And then I started thinking about it. I was like, no, you know what? I'm changing my mind on this one. So I, I would think, and we do this already. Um, we do this in Metal Allegiance that Bobby's a part of. We do this Black Sabbath uh, tribute. And uh, for me as a bassist, I have a hell of a lot of fun playing those Sabbath bass lines. Um, more so than probably any other band. Um, so I would probably say Sabbath. Respectable choices. Awesome. Good ones, too. Yeah. Both both yeah. non-American bands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. I must ask at this point, was there any plan uh, for you to tour live uh, for the record? We had, so we had a show set up for, uh, for a benefit concert uh, that was supposed to take okay. place on the uh, 30th of May. Uh, and it actually uh, been in contact with Nepal events uh, to, to have done festivals. Uh, this wasn't going to be, you know, let's hit the road and do three weeks. This was going to do, we, it was going to be more specialty shows. All right. Okay. And, you know, considering the times that we're in right now, and, you know, uh, since it's become a new norm of sorts, uh, do you all have any plans to do digital-only promotions, like a live stream or something like that? We're, we're actually looking at all possibilities. Um, and again... You know, here in the states, especially where Bobby and I live, you know, we're we're 
really in the hot spot of America right now. And the death toll in America, I read, is we eclipsed the death toll of um, total Americans killed in the Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is not going away anytime soon if those numbers are 100% true, which they seem to be. Um, so we have to think differently, um, especially as creative uh, people that you know that we both are, or the four of us are in, in BPMD. You know, what alone BPMD, we all have other bands and projects, um, you know, to think about as well. So it's more so what can we do? How can we think differently? How do we get the music out there? Um, and how do we jam together again? You know, I, I think that's the greatest question. So live streams, digital streams, you know, video on demand or, or whatever it is, you know, every musician has to be thinking about that. You know, it just seems like a natural progression right now. And I know it may be very early to say this or to ask this, but uh, at this point, have you guys discussed what's next for BPMD after American Made? Like, can we expect an album of new music or will you guys continue with the covers only roots, perhaps moving on to songs from the 80s or the 90s or so on and so forth? Well, the original, the original plan here was that to give it legs with the American... Uh, with the American Made release. Um, and of course it was in the back of our head because there's so many places in the world to choose from. You could do Made in the UK, the 1970s. You could do Made in Europe. You could do Made in the World. Uh, so the idea was to not just say, oh, here we are, let's release a covers record because we're bored, but to give it more, uh, to give it more of an uh, identity, make an entity out of, out of the entire idea. So I, I really do hope that uh, if this sees success, that we believe it will, that we have the opportunity to go to other parts of the world and do uh, some Fleetwood Mac, some status quo, some Deep Purple, etc. Okay. Uh, so this is the point where, you know, uh, we ask you, which probably might be the toughest question so far, is what does metal mean to you today? Hmm. Nice. Uh... One second. Uh, there's that very weird crackling noise that's coming in. Oh, sorry. Sandwich down over there, Blitz. Come on. I was, I was <laughs> making my lunch. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Jesus. How Come fucking on. great. I'm sorry, there's a crackling noise coming. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? We're just gonna leave this in because, yeah, yeah, this, was, this is perfect. Yeah, <laughs> fucking yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Why you uh, in there? Make me, so make me while, a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while Bobby's fucking making his quick. sandwich and making his lunch, Mark, oh my god, what are you today? <laughs> I got a lot of interviews today. I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's all right. <laughs> metal, metal to me means. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not a, it's not a uh, career at this point in uh, my life. It, it is more of a life. Um, you know, it's something I've lived in and with other people for my entire adult life. Uh, so I, I think of it as, uh, as uh, a healthy scene in 2020. Um, Minus the pandemic, uh, but um, 
something I'm always part of. It gives me uh, gives me wings and uh, completes completes something. I could never see my life without it. So uh, I think of metal as uh, the greatest thing that uh, I was ever given from walking on the earth. Yeah, to me, it's a lifestyle. It's uh, an aggression. It's an attitude. It, it's you know, it is a way of life. And you're either metal or you're not. There, there's really no. You know, one day I, I am, one day I'm not. It's, you know, it's a mentality. And I think that's what sets metal people apart from the rest of musical genres or, or lifestyles. You know, you, you're either screaming Slayer or you're at a Ariana Grande concert. It's, you know, it's, it's one or the other, you know, and you can't walk on both sides of the fence. And for me, you know... Um, you know, thrash is where the heart lies. It's where I write. It's what I feed off of, and so it's definitely a lifestyle. I have uh, I have a very important question. Uh, the sandwiches sure. are ham and Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomato, and mayonnaise for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, add a little bit of mustard to mine. <laughs> no, okay, great. <laughs> I didn't put it on you. <laughs> oh, on that maybe. note. On that note, Bobby and Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to the both of you. Awesome. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Convey our convey yeah. regards to the P and D of BPMD too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Horns up, guys. Bye. All right, guys. So, Peter, here's a question for you. If you had the chance to create your cover band, whom would you recruit uh, for all the various instruments? And let's make it easy. So I'm assuming you would be the frontman stroke guitar player. <laughs> I, I'd be the frontman uh, stroke triangle player because I have no musical <laughs> talent at all. Or maybe I could be one of those, maybe I could be like the clown, like just banging one of the <laughs> drums or songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And who would you have on drums? Oh boy. Like, like dead or alive, whoever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw up a name right now. Sean Ryan, dude. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Who would be on bass? Oh man, this this is gonna be like bass is tough because this I I would I would say probably like it would be cool to hear Cliff Burton play like some death metal stuff. So maybe Cliff Burton. Okay, and your lead guitar. Actually, lead and rhythm, sorry, single guitar can, band. Can I can can I uh, correct no, that? No, too late. We don't have time. Come on. This is this is almost <laughs> like a snapshot of uh, what will definitely become a larger episode. That's what my gut instinct tells me. So let's just roll with this. <laughs> okay. Because I was going to say Rogers, Roger Patterson, but okay. Uh, who, who's on lead guitar? Yeah, just one guitarist. You have one guitar. One guitarist. In the vein of BPMD. Oh, man. This is gonna sound really weird, but I take like slash dude for some reason. Wow. So Sean Reinhardt, Cliff Burton, Slash, and Peter. <laughs> and trust me, there would be no prog happening there at all. <laughs> <laughs>
पी और पी <laughs> now, now having put me through this, I'm very curious to know your picks because I'm assuming you're only going to play bass, right? So you're going to get a vocalist. So who would start up be a vocalist? I want to know. Okay, so I'm not going to be in this band. <laughs> What? This is not fair. This is not fair. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> then, then, chalo. So the bassist role is 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 mine, I guess. Uh, and I'll and I'll be on backing vocals too. On drums, I'll have. Uh, at the moment let's make it extremely simple on drums give me dino banks our very indian chino banks on guitars give me um uh, shit <laughs> on guitars give me a uh, john prusiante going with an absolute uh, left pick over there very contrarian pick uh which leaves who which leaves the vocalist right yeah fuck give me sebastian bach on vocals okay, I, <laughs> <just> like... <laughs> sebastian bach john frusciante uh, gino banks and animesh das <laughs> and and i'm guessing at the end of this you're going to have to like completely change your wardrobe all of you will get like new wardrobe or something and i don't know which who depends on who's like the band leader or frontman that determine that will determine him. all we know is all we know is if sebastian bach is in this band i definitely i'm going to i'm going to ask him if we can name our band fist and if you don't know what that reference is then i suggest you guys please dive into the deep holes of the internet and find uh, a series in which sebastian bach ted nugent scott ian and the guy from biohazard if i'm not wrong came together to form a super band i haven't seen this but this sounds very very interesting just from that lineup itself oh yeah man that's excellent it's an excellent show i still remember sebastian bach being balls out awesome on that show everybody else kind of paled in comparison and we're talking about guys like ted nugent and scott ian is this a reality tv show yes it is a reality tv show okay. Of course I think this idea of forming super bands or super groups will be exploited by us this was just a small teaser I think yeah. we'll eventually yeah. do a whole hearted episode on it and if you want to be on that episode who look at that I'm trying to get people to respond to us uh you can reach out to us on Twitter we are at honsupport I am at asmani and I am at trend crusher until next time see you guys honsup Hands up.